What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Baseball Connection. So the All-Star break is just around the corner, just a couple of days away. Let's talk about the field for the Home Run Derby. It's set. We'll start with that, then we'll go into some highlights from Wednesday around the league, some good things happening around the league. Prospects being called up, young players doing good things. So the Home Run Derby field is set. The bracket is set. So the eight hitters from number one seed down to number eight seed, we'll just go top to bottom, are going to be Luis Robert Jr., Pete Alonzo, Mookie Betts, Adolis Garcia, Randy Rosarena, Vladimir Guerrero Jr., Julio Rodriguez, and Adley Rutschman. Those are the eight hitters who will square off at T-Mobile Park in Seattle on Monday for the Home Run Derby. So the matchups are going to be Luis Robert Jr. versus Adley Rutschman, then Pete Alonso versus Julio Rodriguez, Mookie Betts versus Vlad Guerrero Jr., and Adolis Garcia versus Randy Rosarino. Those are going to be the matchups to start with. Then it goes to round two, then the final round. So these are interesting. I mean, it's a good mix of players from, you know, you get a few guys who, yeah, you would assume they'd be their traditional sluggers like Vlad Guerrero Jr. Then you have a guy like Mookie Betts who you're wondering what the heck is he doing in there, but it's going to be Mookie versus Vladdy in that very first round. That's going to be interesting. Another interesting one is going to be Pete Alonso versus Julio. You know, that's in the first round. Alonso, who's won it twice before. Julio, who we saw him pop off in the first round last year. We know what he can do in a home run derby. They're going to go head-to-head in that very first round. So I think those are the two first-round matchups that everyone's... I, I Obviously, the, the Julio versus Pete one, number one, and then that Mookie versus Vlad. I mean, I think most people will have that one in favor of Vlad Guerrero Jr. But who knows, what if we get surprised by by some kind of showing by Mookie Betts? But we'll see. But that's the that's the field. Those are the sluggers who are going to be on center stage on Monday. So we'll see. A lot of, not a lot at stake, but, you know, there's storylines for each player. I mean, if you look at a guy like Vlad Guerrero Jr., you know, if he wins it, he and his dad, would be the first father-son duo to be a home run derby duo, to be home run derby champs. Vlad Sr. won it in 2007 when he was with the Angels. You know, Mookie Betts, obviously, the storyline with him is that he's five foot nine. He's far from your prototypical home run derby slugger. He's 5'9", what, like 180 or something like that. He doesn't look like a slugger, even though he does have a lot of home runs in regular season. But we'll see. Um, so guys like that, let's move on to the games from Wednesday. I want to talk about some baseball games. So we're going to go to New York where the Orioles defeated the Yankees. And much of this was due to their number two, a number three prospects, Jordan Westberg and Colton Kowser. So Colton Kowser was called up to the major leagues on Wednesday afternoon. So this Nine days ago, Jordan Westberg was called up to the Major League. So both these guys are just playing at AAA Norfolk together not long ago. Now they're helping the big league team win. Colton Kowser got his first MLB hit in an RBI. Jordan Westberg hit a two-run triple. So Kowser is the number two prospect in MLB uh, in all of the Orioles organization. But in all of baseball, he's number 14. So he's a very, very high-level prospect, blue chip by all means, he's a 23-year-old outfielder. 
it was a college bat, if I remember correctly, I believe out of like Sam Houston State or something like that. And he raked in college, but we see him off to a good start with one swing in his debut. But uh, yeah, it wasn't just those guys. Dean Kramer with a nice bounce back outing for himself. He struck out 10 Yankees hitters, over seven dominant innings. And at the end of the day, the Orioles, you know, this is a big series between the Orioles and the Yankees. They end up getting a 6-3 victory over the Yankees at Yankee Stadium. An AL East matchup, both teams jockeying for position, not necessarily for the division, but I think we can be honest and say for the wild card because the Rays have had a stranglehold on that division. But the Orioles are second in the AL East. If we even just, like, decide to look at that. They're second in the AL East. having an outstanding year, the 50-35. and 35. Playoff baseball is definitely in the picture for Baltimore this year. It definitely is. And, you know, if they, if they have anything to say about it, they're going to be in there. But you now look at their lineup, all these guys that they drafted years ago after having top picks in the draft, these guys are now in the big leagues. You know, it's Gunnar Henderson, Adley Rutschman, Colton Kowser, you know, guys like that. You know, there are even guys who are, did I say Gunnar Henderson? Uh, guys who are in the minors right now, like Kyle Stowers, he's been up and down a couple of times. But all these guys that have been picking in the first round, you know, first two, three rounds are now up in the big leagues. The time is now in Baltimore. They're really maturing into a special group. So we'll see. We'll see what they do, but they're looking really good right now. 50 and 35. That's the Orioles record. We're a little just crossed the halfway point of the season and they're second place in their division in a very strong division. Moving out to Boston, staying in the ALE. So the Red Sox had Brian Bayo on the mound. I have not given Brian Bayo enough credit this season for the phenomenal job he has done pitching for the Red Sox. This young right-hander has quietly been outstanding. He's 24-year-old right. He, you know, he pitched with the Red Sox in previous seasons just a little bit. Last year he was up a little bit, but this year he's really come into his own. He gave up two runs over seven innings against the Texas Rangers. Remember, this is a Rangers team that is beating up on everyone these days. But Brian Bayo, a guy, for a guy who flirted with a no-hitter his last time out, he goes out there and he goes deep into the game, deep into the game, seven innings against Texas, a very potent Rangers lineup, and he holds his own. I mean, seven innings, two earned runs is very good. That's going to lower his ERA down to a 3.04. Yes, Adolis Garcia did take him for a ride for a home run in the sixth inning. That was Garcia's 22nd of the year. But that was really the only damage. That was it. Those are the only two runs that Texas was able to get. And the Red Sox ended up getting the win. Brian Bayo ended up getting the win. And that's huge. Obviously, that's that's saying a lot. You know, First of all, they were at 500. So they, they prevented themselves going a game below 500. Now they're a game above it. But uh, this is a much-needed win for the Red Sox. Two for four with a home run for Adoles Garcia, two RBIs. You know, that was you know, that was a big blow there. Corey Seager's three for four with a double and a run. He's quietly, you know, having a very strong season, at least as far as, not just at least, I shouldn't say at least, but from the batting average standpoint, leading the league in batting average, but all those other stats are there too. You know, there was a lot of talk coming into the season about positive regression for Corey Seager because the shift is banned, and that's exactly what we are seeing right now. His numbers are are amazing. But nonetheless, Brian Bayo and the Red Sox get the win against the Rangers.
So the Padres are the next team we will discuss. So they get their first three-game sweep. So for the third straight outing, Josh Hader, he locks things down. And maybe, just maybe, things are for real in San Diego. The Padres have tantalized before this season. They've unleashed their star power before. They look like a team built for a deep October run before. They have, but they just haven't done it very often. And when they have, they've generally followed it with longer stretches of inconsistent play and performance. But they did sweep the Angels at Petco Park this week. They punctuated the series with a tense 5-3 victory. They won big. They won small. And in the process, they got their first sweep of a series lasting at least three games this season. It was their first sweep at Petco Park in over a calendar year. That's a long time. And we're halfway through the season. You're just now getting your first sweep. But, hey, better late than never, I guess. I guess. But this is... It's been a disappointing year for the Padres. But they got the win. Let me not dwell too much on the negatives. Manny Machado hit his 12th home run of the season. And Hayter got his 20th save. But at the end of the day, if the Padres do want to make a push, this is going to have to be the start of something huge. Not just, oh, they, they swept and then they're going to fall back into their ways. It's going to have to be the start of some big run. Go win 9 out of 10, 10 out of 12 kind of thing. But we'll see if they can do that. That's uh, it's, it remains to be seen. It's not a lost season. They are forty one and forty six, just five games below five hundred. Not a lost season, but it's it's not the season that they anticipated so far. So those are the updates for now. You know we are marching towards All Star break, but you know those are updates. That's gonna do for today. If you enjoyed this, please share it with someone who'd be interested, and we'll see you next time on Baseball Connection.